You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still unopposable. And Zoe is also still here with us to talk about her record, Sunset Blush. Zoe, do you want to tell us about the track we just heard? So the first track we listened to is Red Lights. Um, It was a song I wrote after going on a date for the first time after a long relationship that was extremely toxic. Um, and it's just kind of about feeling refreshed about like love that nice cutesy first date feeling. So there's a very like happy, hopeful sense to it, Mm -hmm. which isn't, (laughs) which isn't what I'm normally writing. (laughs) Not all my songs are very happy and hopeful. I think that a lot of people are down with the fact that um, my music is like some cathartic shit you can cry to. Um, But I think this one sticks out to me just because, I don't know, it makes you feel gushy. I mean, you can't be sad all the time. No, not all the time. Most of the time's fine now, right? (laughs) Yeah, most of the time's fine. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm curious because a topic that's come up uh, on the pod before is how difficult it can be to write a, a happy song when, like, uh, you know, the, the emotions that you're working through with a, a sad or angry song are, like, kind of more, like, visceral and, like, easier to put out there. Like, did you find that this, like, came naturally to you or was it kind of weird to write something, like, out of the norm? It actually almost came more naturally than, like, any of the other songs I wrote on this record, um, I really just like sat down the next day and it just came out of me. It's it's pretty much just like an exact rundown of everything I felt being around someone who wasn't like literally making an effort to make me feel bad, you know? With my newer stuff, I'm kind of a lot more literal Um, but with red lights, there's a line that's, I spun and hoped the spoon would seize. And I think that no one could possibly understand what the hell I'm talking about, (laughs) which is fine, but it's just about spinning a spoon at like 3 a.m. in a diner and trying to get it to land on the person that I was on a date with. So you're going to love that the, uh... (laughs) The lyrics online say, I hoped the swoon would cease. Oh, no. As in, like, I, 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 I'm like <laughs> that, that makes it. no sense at all. In the context of the song, like, I'm so happy. I really hope this ends. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not it. It's fully about, like, playing mini spin the bottle at a diner table. Nice. <laughs> I was oh so God. happy. I just wish it would be over. <laughs> this this whole episode is such a revelation for me. <laughs> I know. That's so That's funny. Great. So, yeah. So you thought that I was writing a happy song about not wanting to be happy, I guess. <laughs> Somebody thought that. Somebody did. Somebody yeah, did. that's true. I mean, yeah. And someone else was like, yeah, that's got to be it. Damn. I should probably find those and fix that. <laughs> well, genius.com. Genius. Not so genius after all, right? <laughs> That's really the the problem with with crowdsourcing anything like this is that like people hear 
They hear what they're going to hear. For sure. Mm-hmm. And so, someone out there just wants the swoon to cease. Honestly, it makes sense if they're listening to my band that they're looking for pain. Like, well, I mean, so, so I, could, I could actually, I could see it fitting in because, like, it, it could almost be like, you know, this feeling so overwhelming, I need to just, like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know? I like, think that's, that, that's I think that almost, that was, like, one of the first times in... I mean, this was like four years ago at this point, three years ago at this point. But I think that was one of the first times that like I didn't feel like that. You know, I th- I think it was one of the first times I felt like at ease being around another person like romantically in years when I wrote it. That's awesome. Such a good feeling. Yeah. It is. I hope to one day have it too. Yeah, right. Me too. <laughs> Would be cool. You already did. You wrote a song about it. <laughs> again would be nice, right? <laughs> okay, sh- okay, sure, sure. How dare you want it again? Yeah. Some of us don't Just even get word. it once. Don't be greedy over there. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love the last line of the song, uh, Hope We Hit Traffic on the Way Home. Uh, I, I, I think it perfectly captures that just like... I, I, I'm loving this experience, this feeling, and I just don't want it to end. And I want everything possible to like make make it happen longer. Yeah. Because um, no, most people don't usually hope for traffic. No. And it was late, so there was hella not gonna be traffic. I'll tell you that. I, <laughs> this was like this was a date that I went on that went from like 8 p.m. to like. Five in the morning, we just, like, oh, laid wow. in the park. Sounds yeah, lovely. It was really special. Neat. Caleb, I just need to pause for a second and appreciate the view out your window right now. We were appreciating it's it gorgeous. at the same time from many miles away. <laughs> I just noticed it. F- like, just a few minutes ago, it was still very blue. And then yeah. I look, and it's all these, like, pinks and purples and everything. So I had to turn around and see, like, in, like, through my own eyes and not through the computer screen. Uh, and it is gorgeous. Let's talk about another song from your record. <laughs> I think we should Let's talk do that. about that. That's song. a good idea. Um, yeah. If if I could call one out, please do. Oh. I would love that. I would love to hear what you want to talk about. Oh, I would love to talk about easier to love. Now I've given 
I'm so glad you said so because that was honestly next on my list. Oh hell yeah. Um okay, so easier to love was definitely my first time like really trying to write a pop song, which is what I've always wanted to do, but I'm so from like this world of emo music and like have always played with like People like you, Kitsy, who love their pedals and big amps. What are you trying to say? So <laughs> I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say shit. I mean, I'm so down with that. Just, like just straight up saying the, it. That's like the universe that like the people I play with and I come from. Yeah, you, you come from that in the um, emo scene. Yeah, for sure. But I've always been so about like writing pop songs and just like really did not know how to do it and easier to love was like me sitting down and being like i kind of want to try to write a song that sounds like lord okay and it doesn't really sound like a lord song but it was like my attempt at that at the time and i actually showed it to my bandmates at the time and kissy's always been like my writing project so it's always been like me taking stuff to people and being like, okay, so what do you think? What should we do with this? And they were like, not really down. Oh no. They were like, this is That's rude. so poppy. And I was like, what? I'm like, this fucking rocks. This is like my favorite song I've written in years. And so, yeah, one of the first songs we worked on for the record was Easier to Love. And I brought it to Kyle Pulley at Headroom, and I had made a totally different version of it 
because I wanted it to be something that my bandmates would want to play. And we got through like pretty much the whole recording session and we just like couldn't nail it. And then I was like, okay, Kyle, I actually have this like old version of this song on my computer that I can show you. And he was like, Zoe, what the hell? This version is so much better than what we've been trying to do all day. And I was like, oh, (laughs) you're right. And so it's like, it's gone through many different phases, but then it just came back to kind of the original vibe of like the, I mean, I honestly hate using the word bedroom pop. The term bedroom pop, but it, it was a it was like a pop song that I made on GarageBand, so it's fully a bedroom pop song. And um, I mean, everything's bedroom pop now, I think right? That, yeah, for sure, totally. <laughs> it's all bedroom pop See, these days. I thought, that, damn, you should tweet that. I thought that that term <laughs> was referring to like a type of love song. It's it's bedroom pop, if you know. Oh, like it's business time. <laughs> it's business oh, time. Sh- <laughs> I like that. I think that's what it should mean. I, you know what? I, I never thought of it term. that way, but now now that's that's all it's going to be for me from now on. Yeah, I'm uh, down with that. Because I've never heard the term bedroom pop uh, at all. Uh, so I didn't immediately jump to like home studio or like just like self-recorded. <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. I think. Uh, yeah. It's time for a, a little. Uh, is this review accurate? Oh yes. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read a review to you, and I want you to tell me how how truthful it is. Now, before before oh, you a do review about the song. Before yeah. you do, this is this is so cool because we <gasps> we we often read these and talk about whether we think they're wrong or not. We've so rarely get a chance to actually ask the person who wrote the song, like if the, this thing, this random stranger on the internet wrote is accurate or not. So I'm, I'm very excited for this. Me too. So it says, uh, and this is by uh, genius.com user, typical Western, uh, easier to love is about how the narrator's best is not enough for her significant other. She looks to improve herself and make herself easier to love. Uh, that's the song title, uh, in hopes of keeping the relationship alive. So they, they, they reference the song title in their review about what the song is about. So, I mean, I think that pretty much any interpretation of a song can be accurate because I think it's about like what it means to whoever listens to it, but it's actually kind of more fucked up and depressing than that. (laughs) It's, it's actually fully, I mean, not to go down an emo path, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, That's why we're here. It's about me, like, coming, I don't know, I don't know how to describe this, but it's kind of about learning to like myself again after being abused by someone. Um, So it's not really about a current relationship, but it's more about, like, wanting to feel lovable after like the aftermath of a fucked up situation that actually to me makes more sense than 
this other person's interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I don't know, for me, that's, that's super relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So typical Western, there's your answer. There's your answer, typical Western, but also, you know, take it however you got to take it, you know? And, 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 you know, I don't want people listening to my music and being like, oh, this girl has been an abused before, you know? But that is, uh, that's where that comes from. Um, it was about my best friend from growing up um, sexually assaulting me. Mm. Wow. So. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that happened, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's really where a lot of um, the songs off of that record come from. About, like, a year before I released that record, I, like, came forward about what happened to me publicly because I had heard that it was happening to other people. And um, so a lot of that record is about me coming to terms with all of that. It's in, you know, important for those stories to be told obviously when you're willing and able to. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's happened to so many people and I think it's happened to a lot of people who listen to my band. And, um, I think that's something that's really special about, I don't know, just being able to say things as they are, because I don't know a lot of people have told me that that song has, and that song and cut your teeth have like, helped a lot of people come to terms with the same kind of thing. And it's good to relate, or I mean, it's not, it's not good that this kind of thing has happened to anyone, but it's good to know that you're not alone. Yeah. You know? I, I think we, we had a similar thing a couple episodes ago. I forget who our guest was, but it was like, yeah. One of those things like saying like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm sorry if anyone like relates to this. And it's just like it's it's actually it's a good thing that that there's art out there that can help people heal from the things they've been through and show them that they're not alone and that there are other people that have gone through this thing and and uh, it's it's very uh, just a, it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah of course, absolutely. <laughs> um, you mentioned it, so uh, I feel like should we also discuss cut your teeth? Cheekbones that shine like diamonds. Oh darkness, I am nerveless Eyes closed for lack of purpose or lack of light But fear that I'll lose it I'm still afraid of the dark You are my light for so long Oceans deep and mountains tall The future plays tricks on us, huh?
Absolutely. I'm down to talk about it. It's the hit off the record. It's my favorite song to play when we're playing live. I, I, I love the lines, I'm still afraid of the dark. You were my light for so long. Mm-hmm. That's like, I remember the first time I heard this song and how hard that hit me, um, especially because Aww. of just like when this came out and what I was going through at the time. It was just like, it, it was just extremely relatable. Thank you. No, thank I'm you. I'm glad you could relate to it. Um, yeah, honestly, I I literally am a little bit afraid of the dark. Not going to lie. And I think that that comes from PTSD and anxiety from the things that I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that line is very truthful. I am yeah. still afraid of the dark a little bit. <laughs> Um, well, I think, you know, even t- yeah. taking it away from like, like taking it as more of a metaphor, like to me, it, it kind of came across more as, um, not, not so literal, like I'm still afraid of the dark, but just like, um, you know, like I'm afraid of being alone. And so I clung to this yeah. person that was bad for me for so long because of that. It was kind of how I took it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what I intended. So I'm glad nailed it that you were able to see it that way. Kitsy, you should be like typical Western. (laughs) Yeah. You should be writing the (laughs) review. Yeah. What's up? You want to rewrite my genius? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, okay. Here's the thing. I already do a podcast about music, so I don't feel like I need to go online to (laughs) genius.com which is someone else's enterprise entirely and give my uh, critique of music to them for them to make money when I'm doing a podcast where that's literally like I'm doing that here on this podcast. So no, Caleb, I don't need to go to genius.com and review. (laughs) One of these days we'll, we'll collect that sponsor check from genius.com and the number of times that we've said it. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my god. We we've We're sent them really seven doing some advertising for them. Sevens of of uh of hits at this point. I like uh, on this I one. I think ha- I've seen some other some other genius.com like a uh, miswritten lyrics. Um this from that record actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean uh, from your record is uh mm-hmm. is spelled weird uh and I'm curious did you actually use the word nerveless? 
As in, yes, I did. Nervous? Okay, then that that's good. <laughs> that, that jumped out at me, but like, I'm like that, that's a good word. But it also is very like easily for someone to be like, I know this one and write it wrong. I'm I'm babbling now. Uh, user, <laughs> user. No, that's actually right. User Kenzie Puff uh, <laughs> really nails it with this one now. The leading single and second track off of Kississippi's Sunset Blush. Just that is accurate. Um, wow, that's true. Can, can we talk about uh, <laughs> Kenzie Puff here? Uh, one of the things that people on Genius Lyrics can do, if you don't know this, is they can highlight certain lyrics and put in a little blurb about what those lyrics mean. Oh, shit. I need to pull this and up. You can, yes. And you can click on the highlighted lyrics. But I'm, I'm warning you right now that if you click on the lyrics, you started out slow, but you cut your teeth. You will be greeted with a giant picture of teeth. <laughs> no way! And it's it's very unsettling. It's it's like a, this close up picture of just teeth. Why? And it's I don't I hate it. It's funny. I actually think that some people don't really know what it means to cut your teeth. To say you that know? someone has cut their teeth doing a particular thing at a particular time or place. You mean that that is how or where they began their career or learned some of their skills. That's, again, Kenzie Puff. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's what I'm saying on this song is, like, Kenzie you Puff. started out slow, but you cut your teeth. Like, you Nothing but the facts. have been fucking with me for so long, and I didn't even know it for so long, you know? It was, like, a relationship where... Everything was fucked up from the beginning. Sorry, I'm cursing. Oh, my God. Oh, we do it all the, the fucking children? time. <laughs> what the fuck? The children. But, um, this is un-fucking-acceptable. Yeah, stuff acceptable. was, like, nasty as hell, like, secretly from the beginning. And, like, this person I wrote this song about had, like, really fucked with some other people that I knew. So I, I did write it about, like... You've been practicing being a fucking abusive asshole for years. Well, this, the uh, couple lines before that are just absolutely brilliant. The person you made yourself out to be would feel sorry for what you've done for me. Uh, yeah. Like, so good. Just like two-facedness of that. Yeah. I, I'd never caught exactly. that line this before. Is like this, this like fake male feminist dude. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Who's like actually just constantly hurting women. Fuck everyone like that. Yeah, I agree. I also agree. I, I don't know that I have to say that, <laughs> but I, sh- I I feel like I should. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like it should just be implied. Like, ah, you know, it's not so bad. <laughs> just kidding. Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I'm Caleb Coy. And together, we plumb the murkiest depths and scour the darkest corners of the internet in search of movies. Movies you might have missed. Or purposefully skipped over. We break down the madness and offer tiny tidbits of trivia. Or sometimes just yell into the abyss about how these movies ever got made. Catch a new episode every week. That song is fun to do silly renditions of. Um, what, are, what are some of your favorite silly renditions of this song? Um, one of my favorites is my bandmates and I used to always sing You Brush Your Teeth on tour. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Um, there's some worse ones, like you cut your teeth. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. It's not something you want to do, but <laughs> it is funny. I could make it a um, Taking Back Sunday crossover and cut from the team. Oh, my God. Um, I'm down for a Taking Back Sunday crossover literally anytime. Let's go. Adam Lazar, hit me up. Do it, Adam. Yeah, make it happen. <laughs> Check the show I'm notes. So we'll down. have contact information. <laughs> I actually just saw Taking Back Sunday in November for my best friend's birthday. Oh, yeah, back when shows? we could still go places. Which, yeah, when we could still go to shows and shit, that was shows. so cool. I miss you. I keep getting emails like, <laughs> "Look at my caprice." Like, oh, nice. <laughs> yes. I, 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 you know, I know, I know every show that I've had. I'm the only one wearing full pants <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> you have to go change. Okay. <laughs> Somebody didn't come prepared. I didn't. I didn't get the memo. I didn't know it was. It was uh, not full pants day. <laughs> I mean, with the weather. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Really, no pants. These are, these are really light pants, though. They're very light, thin, comfy. They're like they they almost wow. feel like pajama pants, but they look like dress pants. So they're like sneaky wow. pants. They're my work from home. I pants. love that for you. Work from home pants. American Giant it. has a work from home pant. That I they saw just that. Recently released. I saw that. They do. They actually look really comfortable. They really they do. probably wow. are. Wow. Honestly, it's like these are things we needed before anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Agreed. Anywho, the comfiest pants. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to wearing jeans. I haven't worn jeans since this pandemic started, and I don't know if I'm ever going Me to either. again. I actually. There was one day that I wore jeans just because I was like doing um, like a Zoom interview thing like with a label and i was like i want to look nice so i put on jeans yeah. for that and that's it and i took them off as soon as it was over so <laughs> well i i appreciate that you didn't feel the need to look nice for us because you know oh yeah no we're homies it's chill <laughs> i think you've actually seen me in this Phil Collins shirt. Probably. Fuck yes. In quarantine mode. Yeah. Yeah. When I dropped when off that mic. When you dropped off the mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vibe. Anywho, uh, does someone want to pick another song to talk about? Let's talk about Shamer.
Shamer is about a friend. It's kind of about a conversation with a friend who told me that their partner made fun of their smile. What? And I was like, that's like the last thing you should do to someone that you love is like make fun of the way they smile. You know, and not and not in like a cutesy way, like just fully roasting the way that my friend looked when they smiled. And um, they like told me that they were embarrassed about their smile because of it. And wow. so the first line is um, your top row is a secret. And it's top, just top row about this person just hiding. Yeah. Top row of your teeth. Um it's just about them not smiling enough because someone's telling them pretty much not to or making them feel self-conscious about it. That's a just terrible like, way to be. Yeah. I know. Also. And it's like sad to talk about. I'm like. Yeah. No, it's just. Someone just taking your smile away from well, you. And because like. <sighs> It, it it's it's one thing to to you know make someone self conscious about something or, or or make fun of them about something, it, when it's someone you supposedly care about in the first place. Yeah, it's a whole other thing to make it be the involuntary reaction that happens when the person is happy. Yes, exactly. Like you're you're literally like you're almost literally saying to this person like I don't want you to be happy, which is kind of what the vibe of my friend's relationship was. It was like a really sad and toxic relationship. So it's not even necessarily completely from my perspective. Okay. Of that. This whole conversation has forcibly inserted the song You Steal My Sunshine by Len in my head. <gasps> and there you have it. It's out there now. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is like a more depressing version <laughs> of Steal My Sunshine. I'm leaving the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna... Actually. <laughs> but I can see. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, but there, there's just a line that's like, um, we seldom see it. And it's literally just about wanting to see my friend happy, wanting to see their smile. It's so wholesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. I hope your friend has learned to smile again. I honestly, yeah, I think, um, I think that they're definitely in a way better place than they were when I wrote this song. So good. That makes hopefully, me happy. That hopefully they're, happy. they're not still with that partner that, that no, good, good. They're actually, um, dating one of my best friends now and they Yay. have a really great relationship and they're very cute together. So yay. Happy endings yeah, for everybody. <laughs> Everyone gets one. I hope. <laughs> we'll see. Everyone except the person who said they shouldn't smile. That yeah. person yeah, doesn't hope, get one. I hope that person yeah, stubs their toe every day. <laughs> really Stubby hard. damn toe. <laughs> yeah, or like steps on a Lego at least once a week. Honestly, yeah, that's what they deserve. Like enough that you, you think you might have broken it, but like... Not enough to go and have it like x-rayed, yeah. but like repeatedly. <laughs> or just like there's oh there's God. always a there's always a small pebble in their shoe that they can't find. 
<laughs> Love it. See, I don't want to hurt anybody, but I do really want to really annoy them. Just like, like many forms of torture. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want them to hurt. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's kind of, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's actually, I think, maybe what some of this record is about. <laughs> To be real, like we found the core of it. I don't, I don't want to hurt you, but I want you to feel or understand how I feel. You know, this, the, this, this probably isn't going to be part of the podcast. But have you, um, did you listen to the new Warriors record that came out in March? I honestly didn't. Oh, you should. There's a. I know I'm bad boy. It's okay. It's it's really <laughs> good. We, we did an episode on it actually. Lauren was a guest, and it was it was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. I um, meant to listen to it. I didn't get to listen to it yet. You should listen to that and the record. The record's great. But there's a line oh, yeah. in, I forget which song it is, but there's a line that's uh, that, that I feel like could fit in uh, a few of your songs, actually. Uh, really? It goes, you're not feeling sorry, but do you think you should be? Wow. And I'm like, that line is so good. I just got goosebumps. Right? <laughs> I got goosebumps on my face. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, Lauren is a really talented lyricist. Mm-hmm. A rock star of sorts. Of course. Of sorts. We were actually, Lauren and I were almost um, label mates for this specific record that we're discussing right now, Sunset Blush. Um, it was supposed to come out on Side One Dummy. I don't know if y'all ever heard anything about... All the stuff that went down over there, but I knew a little bit about put, it, and I I didn't want to yeah. ask you about it because I wasn't sure if it was like a I don't want to talk about that. But now that you're bringing it up, <laughs> I don't mind talking about it. At all. What, I'm ready. Happened. Let's go. Because I, I would um, love to know what happened there. It literally, I signed my contract with them in October, and it was something that we were talking about for a while and planning, regardless. Um, so, I mean, not this October, obviously. It was, like, October 2017 or whatever. And December rolled around. We put out Cut Your Teeth. And two weeks later, everyone at the label was laid off. And they were, like, Fuck. dropping a bunch of their smaller bands. So, Warriors, Kissy, like, Chris Farron, Allison Weiss, bunch of... Bands just, like, lost a home for their records. But I was the only band that was in the middle of a record release. So this whole entire record release for Sunset Blush got, like, totally flipped around, like, while it was happening. And somehow we managed to get the record out in time anyway um, with, like, help from The Orchard and... Fred from Triple Crown and yeah, Joe Morrow. They saved my ass yeah, and awesome. helped me get my record out in April when my band got dropped in January. So that's that's pretty it was, incredible. Yeah, it was really crazy, and um, I was really worried about this record, and it ended up going pretty well. <laughs> like, um, I think there were a lot of things that I missed out on that most people get out of their first like record release with a label. Like a lot of things were planned out that 
were hella exciting and just kind of got tossed out like at the last minute and it was kind of a fucking whirlwind (laughs) but everything came back around and now it's in the universe um, i'm glad it is it was cool we didn't have a label or a booking agent and we got a tour with dashboard confessional like out of fucking nowhere like and we're it just so happened that it was coming out while we were on tour with dashboard so everything went great that's awesome (laughs) in in a time that uh i thought everything was gonna fall apart a lot of good people helped me bring it back up so well hooray for that yeah. yeah we love it well, do you want to pick uh, one last song to talk about that we can go out on here? Let's talk about Mirror Kisser. Okay, let's talk that about Mirror Kisser. That one's one of my favorites. Why is that one one of your favorites? Um, honestly, it makes me feel so good to play that song live. I feel like anytime we're playing it, I just like enter this different dimension of myself that's like, rowdy and excited and I'm like channeling heavy ass bands. And I think that's like really where Kississippi was originally headed was like much heavier, like emo pop stuff. Um, and I think that it kind of just brings to light like what things were about to be, you know? Okay. So, I don't know. It just kind of feels like it is a piece of the old world that Kississippi lived in. I really love the the last line of this track. Uh, you'll be someone I hold on to longer than I'd ever have to. Yeah. As you can tell, I was very sad when I wrote this record. <laughs> it's the best time to write a record. Yeah. It, it um, really is. A lot of these songs are really about the same thing and the same person who wasn't who I thought he was. That's the worst. And was a lot more self-centered and self-serving than I thought he was and that it it wasn't about us. It was about him. Yeah. Someone who should hurt. (laughs) It's okay. Karma. Karma does its thing, you know? We can only hope. <laughs> One can hope. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just where the whole entire theme of the song, like Mira Kisser, comes from. Is just like, damn, you really like yourself and really don't care about anyone else in your life. Uh-huh. And I, I think that's not even necessarily like coming strictly from um, like a relationship standpoint. It was just this person was very self-serving and not great at taking care of the people in their life. And I think that um, a lot of that can stem from yucky parts and, you know, um, mental illnesses internally. Well, Zoe, thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking about your record and about uh, about Now Now. Uh, Where can people find you on the internet if they're so inclined? The people of the internet can find me on Pretty much any social media, Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram, um, Kississippi PHL. Um, obviously, it's spelled like Mississippi. <laughs> but with a, a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> a lot of people think it's Kississippi. It's not. Um, so Kississippi PHL on social media and uh, Kississippi.bandcamp.com if you want to download any of these tracks they're there excellent thank you so much Caleb where can we find you on the internet or off the internet really either one taking notes that I Caleb's taking notes so that I have to reference for the show notes uh, so uh, should you choose to find me uh, which, I mean, buyer beware. Uh, you can find <laughs> me on both uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Caleb Micah. And uh, you can also find out more about uh, all of our uh, productions over here at Night Shift Radio if you visit nightshiftradio.com. Uh, but Kitsy, where can they find you? Uh, well, I'm also on the Twitter and the Instagram at Hey Kitsy. Hey Kitsy. Hey Caleb. Hey Kitsy. Hey Zoe. <laughs> Someone finally did it with us. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever done it before. No, most people just laugh because they're not expecting it, and then. You, but you just you just you like went with it. You're just like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm a I'm a part of your squad now. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, shit, now I lost my rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Oh no! What else do I say? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, you down. can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left of the Dial PC. The PC stands for podcast, not personal computer, no matter what Ted Leo says. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> spreading these. Politically correct. These, uh, no, no, it's a podcast. <laughs> He's a rumor monger. It's, it's a podcast. Uh you can fi- also find us at uh, podcastinthewind.com, where <laughs> all of our uh, past episodes, show notes, links to everything we've talked about, all the bands and stuff that we've uh, we've covered, as well as a link to our Spotify playlist, which has a couple songs from every record we've ever talked about on this playlist. So give that a listen if you uh, are trying to pick up some new music and... Uh, don't really have time to listen to the whole podcast. You can just listen to the playlist and get kind of the uh, the, the Cliff Notes version. So, which love if they, that if they don't have time to listen to the whole podcast, uh, please by all means at least listen to this segment where we tell you that. Yes, because if you don't, then you won't know to go to the playlist, and then it'll just be <laughs> you'll never find out. So, at least listen to this part right now. Skip ahead, get all the info you need. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, thank you so much. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.
Someone I hold on to long 